Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Injured List Podcast. Your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List podcast, Brian Scott. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Interlist Podcast. This is your host, Brian Scott. Thank you guys for joining us once again. All right, guys, a couple of uh, bullet points to hit on first. One being that Cody Bellinger, the Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder, uh, first baseman, actually, I believe, right? Uh, Injured his shoulder during the World Series, had multiple bouts of dislocations, uh, had surgery today to fix that. So he'll likely be out about 10 weeks, they're saying which should put him in prime position to get started come spring training time. So that's good to hear. Hopefully that won't be an issue for him anymore. It's a very good surgical procedure that's been perfected by a lot of really good surgeons out there. A couple of other guys in the major leagues have had this done. Michael Conforto for the New York Mets comes to mind as the most recent guy I can think of. And he's done very well with this. So I expect that Cody Bellinger will be back 100% ready to go come spring training and shouldn't have an issue with that shoulder anymore. Um, Next up was... um, the New York Giants had a player test positive for COVID-19 today. That was Graham Gano, the kicker, and he just signed the multi-year deal uh, extension on Sunday. So unfortunate for him. Good news for the Giants is that they do have a bye coming up this week. So we'll see how long he's actually out for. Now, with the NFL's policy, he may miss a couple of weeks, depending on whether or not he has negative tests, whether he's symptomatic or not, really uh, what the follow-up tests show. There's been a couple of people that have been mentioned as close contacts, but apparently they were only staff and they've been sent home. The practice facilities have been closed for the next two days and the Giants will remain uh, working remotely. They'll likely have the rest of the week off to prepare for the upcoming week after that uh, as they have a bye this weekend. So they'll have plenty of time to rest and recover and get over some of their uh, minor injuries and um, we'll see what happens with Graham Gano. 
Now, as with uh, last week's episode, we're going to basically do a little rundown of some of the past weekend's uh, injuries, and we're going to give you some updates on where these guys stand and what to look for as far as their uh, imminent or non-imminent returns. Um, the, probably the biggest high-profile guy we have on the injury list this week was Drew Brees. Now, he had a pneumothorax on his right lung and apparently had an injury during the game that may have caused this, but it was reported that a week prior he had actually injured the left side, and turns out that he has some cracked ribs on that side that weren't initially seen on X-ray, and then got injured in the first half this past weekend, went to the head coach and said, I'm having some difficulty breathing, I can't go. So they put in Jameis Winston for the second half. They actually sent him over for some scans, and they had a chest scan of the lungs, which showed some cracked ribs on the left, but it also showed this pneumothorax on the right. And basically what that means is that air has gotten in between the lining of the lung, the cavity, and the the lung wall itself. So that's not good. It doesn't allow the lung to fully expand to oxygenate the blood. And depending on the size of that pneumothorax, meaning how much air is trapped within the cavity, that can really dictate whether or not um, it's safe to return to any types of sports or high-impact activities. And sometimes that can dictate just how symptomatic the patient is and whether or not they need follow-up imaging or any type of treatment. Now, it sounds like his was mild enough that he felt confident that he'll probably be back soon, but my guess is that he'll probably be out for a couple of weeks at the minimum. He'll need some subsequent x-rays to kind of track and make sure that the lung does not collapse any more than it already has and to make sure that it starts to gradually expand on its own, which it usually does. Uh, In other cases where it's not a sports-related injury, sometimes those patients will need some type of additional treatments to help the lung inflate. But in the case of a healthy athlete like Drew Brees, it should take care of itself. If you remember, Tyrod Taylor had something similar happen to him earlier in the year. However, his was caused by an errant injection to the rib cage when they were trying to numb up some of the nerves in an area where he had some cracked ribs and they inadvertently punctured a small portion of his lung, which caused the air to get trapped in uh, on the outside part of the lung and in between the wall. And so he would miss some time with the pneumothorax, which essentially cost him his starting job to Justin Herbert. So Drew Brees probably won't lose his starting job to Jameis Winston, but I would expect to see Jameis Winston probably in the lineup for next weekend. Uh, Drew Brees is probably going to need at least a week or two to recover, depending, again, on the size of the pneumothorax and whether or not he remains to be symptomatic. So we'll have to keep an eye on him. Likelihood is that when he returns to practice, he'll probably be no contact. And if he does return to the game, he'll have to be cleared. And probably, um, I'm not sure if he'll be put on IR. We'll have to see. Next up was um, Teddy Bridgewater, another pretty high-profile quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Injured his right knee after getting tackled. And uh, MRI was done, which confirmed an MCL sprain. Now, don't get all panicked. This was not the knee that he had a pretty serious injury back in 2017. That was on the left knee. That was a non-contact multi-ligament injury to his left knee that he sustained in practice a few years ago. And that one required extensive surgery, uh, reconstructive surgery, and um, rehab. This is not the case with this right knee. It sounds like it was a pretty mild uh, MCL sprain which we've heard of uh, from a few athletes this year. My guess is he'll probably, he may not miss any time at all. Apparently, he was saying that he felt really good and that they said it was very mild. He may actually even be suiting up in week 11. If he does, I'm sure he'll probably be wearing some type of protective brace. We'll have to see what he, whether or not he actually is in practice drills or even uh, contact drills or plays, and that'll kind of dictate uh, whether or not he's in. Not sure how much this will affect his mobility. It really depends on the severity. So keep an eye on that. Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon apparently took part in some agility drills last week, 
But again, he did not suit up for his Week 10 game. Now, he's been diagnosed with what they called a midfoot sprain, and that's not a very descriptive term when you're talking about injuries to the foot. It leads to mind uh, a couple of possible midfoot sprains, one being a Liz Frank injury, which you guys may have heard about, was the one that Cam Newton was dealing with all last season before he had surgery to repair. I don't think that's what Joe Mixon has, although they haven't really said. There are some other forms of midfoot sprains that can occur, and to be honest, they're all not very good. They all take a while to get better. But the fact that he was doing agility drills is at least encouraging, and it lets me know that he's probably wanting to get back, and they were probably trying to test him out to see whether or not he could. Until they actually take him off the injured reserve and until they actually say that he's actually going to suit up, I would not count on him being back. Again, these midfoot sprains can take quite a while to heal. And if it's anything like he's like what Cam Newton had and he's trying to play through it, not a good sign. Not a good sign. So we'll have to see. Keep an eye on him, though. Haven't really heard much else out of, out of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals camp on that one. Alan Lazard, their wide receiver for Green Bay Packers, he's coming off what was termed a core muscle injury. He's been out for a while. I think he was out after like week one or two. Had been pretty productive in those few games he played. And he should be productive coming back. They're saying that he's going to be ready come week 11. So apparently he's already returned to practice uh, leading up to week 10, but they decided to hold him out just to give him a little extra weekend of rest. So keep an eye on that. Um, he's been activated off IR and uh, might be somebody to consider having back in your starting lineups. Now, I made an errant report last week, and I apologize, but I'm just going off the stuff I'm reading and what you guys are hearing and reading as well in the newspapers, online, and in, in the news reports. But Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde apparently were not ready to go last week, despite what I was reading or what I read. And so I apologize for that. They did not come back. And apparently, they're probably not going to be back this week because Seattle has a shortened week due to a Thursday night game. And when asked about it, Pete Carroll did not seem very optimistic or enthusiastic about their return. So I expect them to not be making a comeback as of yet. Although apparently they are still very close from what I've been reading, that some of them have been participating in some drills and that they are actively looking to make a comeback, but they're being held out. They're keeping, I don't know, I feel, I feel like they're kind of keeping us in the fog about it, but so far they're a no-go. Austin Eckler of the San Diego, did I just... Did I just say that? The Los Angeles Chargers, still dealing with a pretty significant hamstring injury. There's been some Instagram images and videos of him running and sprinting on a practice field with no pads. So obviously this is in a controlled environment by himself, not in game situation or in practice situations, and he's just going in a straight line. So that tells me that he's probably still quite a ways out from coming back. Now, when they say it's a severe hamstring injury, immediately what comes to my mind is that he probably had some type of bony avulsion injury where the tendon attaches, and this usually occurs up higher up in the hamstring where it attaches near the gluteal muscles in the pelvis. And so if that's the case, these can take quite a long time to get better. So I'm not surprised that he's missed this much time, and it doesn't sound like they're really putting any pressure or timetable on his return. So... There were reports earlier on saying that he would probably be back before the end of the year. But when that is, it's hard to really say right now. But it's encouraging to see him actually running and taking part in some sprints, even if it is just in a straight line. Now, Christian McCaffrey made a comeback and looked great until he got injured near the end of the game toward the last drive. And uh, we thought it was an AC joint sprain, and a couple of uh, news outlets have reported it as such. 
And they've also reported that he's probably going to miss some time, even though they think that it's a mild sprain. Um, they are going to be a little bit cautious with him, which I can understand why. And so it looks like he might miss a few weeks again, which is unfortunate for Carolina. One good example of these AC joint sprains and coming back too soon is Sam Darnold. He sustained the same injury to his throwing shoulder. He missed a week or two, then came back, ended up aggravating it, and now has been missing several weeks, uh, and Flacco has been in there for him. My guess is that uh, they're probably just being extra cautious with McCaffrey as he is their franchise star, and rightfully so. I would be cautious with him, too. He is a running back, so he's required to block and run and dip his shoulder and take hits and give hits uh, just about every play he's in there, so you have to make sure he's good to go. And no matter how much padding you put on these things, they always seem to have a way of getting aggravated if not given proper time to heal. So in the game of football, these need, uh, these need time to write before you put the guy back in. So I can understand keeping him out of a little bit more. Now for another uh, injury update that just occurred last night during the Bears-Vikings game, Nick Foles went down with what looked like a pretty scary injury. Turns out he's actually okay. It's been termed just a gluteal bruise, which means he kind of basically bruised his butt slash hip. Um, so he shouldn't miss much time at all, although they may keep him out uh, for a week just as a precaution. Uh, he was due to undergo some further scans, but it turns out that from what I've read thus far today, there's been no findings of any fractures or anything serious. So good news on, on that front. Now stick with us. We're going to be a guest on Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Live with my good friend Abe Delgado. But first, we're going to hear a message from our sponsors. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkentile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injuryless Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. We're going to go right now to somebody that we weren't able to get to until late last week. So he's coming on early this week. 
He has his own podcast that he does called The Injured List. This is Brian Scott in North Carolina. What's going on, Brian? How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, fantastic, dude. I had to have you on early this week because... Appreciate that. Obviously, like the rest of the sports world and the NFL world, we want to know what's going on with all these injuries. And I'll start with the biggest one. Drew Brees yes. has a collapsed lung. Yes. What is the prognosis for that? Well, apparently he had sustained a rib injury on the left side the week prior and then injured the right side this past weekend. And uh, initial x-rays on the left side last week didn't show anything, which is not unusual for rib fractures. It can be very hard to detect sometimes on plain uh, x-rays. And he hadn't had any symptoms. He was able to play through it, which is pretty typical, especially if it's just a contusion or even a small crack sometimes. Those are treated basically the same. When he came to the bench in a halftime, he complained to the coach that he was having some difficulty breathing. And upon subsequent exam, they decided to get a CAT scan. And when they got the CAT scan, it showed that he had a collapsed lung along with fractures on the left. Uh, the collapsed lung was actually on the right. So they think that he sustained that this past weekend during the first half sometime. Now, Dude, the thing what, lung, that's pretty that's pretty serious, no? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, anytime you have a, a, a rib injury, there, that's always a possibility, and especially with the amount and forces of the impacts that these guys are taking uh, out there in the field, that's always possible. Now, you, I mean, we don't know the severity of the collapsed lung. You could literally have a very small percentage of the lung that actually has some air that's getting between the wall and the lung tissue itself. And in those cases, a lot of times those will just kind of heal up uh, on their own without any intervention, which is what I gather is going to be the case for Drew Brees. You can actually tolerate quite a bit of air trapped between the lung tissue and the chest wall for a young, healthy, professional athlete. So the fact that he was actually symptomatic is a little concerning. Um, but again, they haven't really been too specific about how much of the lung has actually collapsed and how much of that space is filled with air. My guess is that it's substantial enough that they'll probably hold them out for a couple of weeks, but not substantial enough mm -hmm. that they'll need to do anything to treat it. It'll probably resolve on its own. Okay, so let's talk brass tacks. Can this guy finish the season, and when do you think he can come back? Drew Brees? Yeah. Oh, I think he'll finish the season. I think he'll be back in a couple of weeks. It's hard to say. I mean, I, I don't know the significance of the collapsed lung. We, you know, rib fractures are rib fractures. The guys will get that all the time and be able to play through it. They usually miss a few weeks. That those do take a long time to get better. But these guys are tough. They they've played through that before, probably. And at that position, you've seen a lot of guys do it. the The issue is, you know, you don't want to risk further collapse of that lung. And if the lung does not inflate on its own. At given a certain mm -hmm. amount of time, then sometimes they actually have to do something interventional, whether it be put a little catheter in to kind of help decompress the air that's trapped in there or put, put, give them some medicine or get them on some type of a breathing program or some type of supplemental breathing device. Um, so it remains to be seen, but uh, from what all indications now is that it's mild, mild enough that he doesn't need any intervention and mild enough that he probably only miss a few weeks. So we'll, we'll have to see. My guess is, though, when he comes back, he's going to be no contact. When he starts being able to take contact is when he's going to be ready to play. And when that will be, I don't know. It's going to be at least a few weeks, my guess. Wow. That's crazy. Well, yeah. When you hear collapse lung for Drew Brees, I mean, my my eyebrows went up like, whoa. That that sounds very serious, a collapse lung. And, and I know it's going to take him a little bit to uh, to come back. I didn't see the game. I don't know who the actual backup is wasn't it james winston it was Isn't yeah it james? 
Yeah, he played and, the whole second half. Crazy. And then you got um you got that Taysom guy mm-hmm. who is listed as a quarterback. I mean, he's not a quarterback. That guy's a running back, he's a wide receiver, he's everything he's kind of, quarterback. He's kind of a jack of all trades. He has lined up he, behind he plays the center. Tight ends. Yeah, he's lined up I behind mean, center though. He's thrown some passes. All right. I think but, he played in college, didn't he? Didn't he play quarterback in college? Oh, he was absolutely yeah. quarterback in college. Yeah, for sure. But well, they we'll use see. him everywhere else. So. Yeah, we it's gonna be it's gonna be Winston going forward until otherwise. Oof, that's crazy. And we'll see. Well, what about any other injury news? And nothing comes up on the top of the brain right now about injuries, but I know there was more, right? Oh yeah, I mean, so there was a scary looking possible injury last night in the um, Packers. I'm sorry, not the Packers, the Vikings and the Bears game. Nick Foles toward the end oh, of the Nick game Foles. went down. He it looked really serious. He was carted off the field. I've been following up with it today. And apparently he had some scans done and everything came back clean. They, they're really just calling it a contusion. So basically it sounds like he just kind of bruised his hip. No fracture, which That's is good. News. So um, they might hold him out for like a week, but I think he'll be back pretty quick. I don't think he's going to be out that long. I think just maybe the week. For the fantasy owners out there, anything, any updates on McCaffrey? So uh, it from all reports I've heard, it sounds like he has an AC joint sprain, which is what we kind of thought. And uh, I think they're just going to be extra cautious with him and probably hold him out a couple of weeks. You know, the unfortunate thing is with that type of injury, it's right here on your shoulder. So every time you basically duck down to block or, you know, trying to break through tackles, like you're basically exposing yourself. And no matter how much padding you put there, any type of hit there is going to kind of re-aggravate it. So yeah, if you, three and seven, I mean, the Panthers yeah. really don't want to risk him. He's no. their future. Speaking yeah. of their future, Teddy Bridgewater went down with a knee injury. He did. It was the other knee, not Correct. the one that he injured, but was it a, a bad one? or? Um, they ha- he had an MRI, and they're basically calling it a mild MCL sprain from what I gather. He might not actually miss that much time. I would I would not be shocked if you end up seeing him maybe suit up and wear a brace. Um, but my guess is if, if they do hold him out, it'll probably be a couple of weeks. He's kind of like, let's wait and see what he does in practice kind of thing. All right, just a couple of weeks for Bridgewater. Uh, Lewis wants to know when is Eckler, Austin oh. Eckler, coming back? Yeah, I don't expect to see him back anytime soon. Um, they called his hamstring injury severe. When you hear that, that's alarming. Um, what that typically means is that he probably had some type of proximal hamstring injury, meaning where it originates off of, up in the pelvis, which is usually like right by the, the glute muscles in the back of the thigh there. And usually when those injuries occur, a lot of times you'll have what's called an avulsion injury where the tendon itself will remain intact, but it'll pull a piece of bone off the, the attachment site. And when that happens, those are pretty significant. And those take a long time to heal because essentially what you're waiting for is that bone to kind of fuse back. And if the fragment is big enough, sometimes they'll actually recommend surgery or if the fragment is pulled off the bone far enough. So my guess is that that wasn't the case with him and they've probably just been waiting for it to heal. But the issue with that is you're really not able to do much until the bone solidifies so that you're looking there at least six to eight weeks just for that to occur and then once that happens it's gradually getting back into activities rehabbing and sports so So glad i didn't take him on my fantasy team he has been such a disappointment after having a good season last year well i Uh, I unfortunately did have him on my fantasy team (laughs) along with saquon barkley so i'm I'm, i've been hurting all year Um, but i don't expect him back anytime soon they were talking originally that he may be back before the end of the year but I would not hold my breath. Gotcha. Well, guys, you're watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk, but this is Brian Scott, and he has his own podcast called The Injured List. So if you guys 
uh, want to check it out, you can get that podcast wherever you check out podcasts. It's everywhere. Also, he watches the show religiously every week as long as he's not in surgery assisting himself. But uh, so even if he's not on with me and you have questions for him about guys that are questionable, that that damn Q that's next to everybody's name that everybody hates, and you're not sure if the guy's coming back and you need fantasy advice, just type it in during the show. Put it in as a comment. Brian's probably checking it out, and he'll probably answer you. Brian, before I let you go, anything that you have on your mind that you want to talk about? Well, yeah, so I want to be very clear uh, and apologize to your fans. Last week I did say that Carson and Hyde were probably going to be back for um, Seattle, and I, I must have been reading some erroneous reports or something because they obviously did not play, and it sounds like they're probably not going to play this week because – they play on Thursday and they have a shortened season. And I guess they haven't really practiced enough. Um, and um, Pete Carroll was really not optimistic when he was asked if they're going to suit up. So it looks like the Seahawks running backs are not going to be back in the lineup again this Thursday. So I apologize to anybody go. listening. Um, there you go. Hyde and Carson, a no-go this week as well. They're both hurt. Um, well, thanks, Brian. Like I said, if you guys have questions about the health of your, your guys on your fantasy squad, it's getting down to almost playoff time. So uh, you can comment on the show and Brian will probably answer you. Brian, thanks for stopping by and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Hey, Abe, I got one more thing. If you give me a minute, uh, I want to announce that we've got a, a new sponsor on the show and um, I want to give them a shout out. Last uh, week was um, veterans day. And in honor of veterans day, we have transitioning veteran.com is a new sponsor of the show. And for all you vets out there, if you're looking for some help and guidance with getting back uh, and adjusting into civilian life after you've done your duty and served your tours, um, check out www.transitioningveteran.com. Uh, it's run by a veteran for veterans, and it helps you guys get reintegrated back into society, society helps you fill out and get started with any type of disability claims, helps you get established within the VA. If you need help looking for jobs, if you're just looking for information, it's a great website. We're, we're super excited to be partnering with them, and hopefully we'll be able to do something with them in the near future here with some episodes. So check it out. Um, they got a link to my, their website on my website. So when you hit up the homepage, scroll down to the bottom, you'll see a link there. Check it out, guys. Nice. Sounds really cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, Brian. We'll be in touch soon, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. See you guys then. Bye. Have a good one. Good luck, man. So that was Brian in North Carolina. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us once again on the Injured List podcast. This has been your host, Brian Scott, and once again, a welcome to our new sponsor, www.transitioningveteran.com. Happy to have you guys aboard and take check out their website. It's full of a treasure trove of information for all you veterans out there. Thanks again. We'll see you soon. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay active.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 